0: Welcome to A Slob Gems Clean, the podcast. I am Dana K. White. I share my personal deslobification process as I figure out what works in my home. Y'all, I've forgotten what I always say at the beginning. Anyway, this is going to be a great one. (laughs) Oh boy. Uh, As I figure out what works in my home, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 395, I believe. And I am calling it Too Many Shoes, Towels and Projects. So I am answering some questions that were submitted at AskDanaKY.com. You can go submit a question there as well. And uh, these are questions that cover things that we all struggle with, right? Like, I've got so many shoes. What do I do with all the shoes? I, how many towels am I supposed to have? Like what? And what about the projects and things like that? So I am going to answer those questions. I do want to let you know, since this is podcast number 325, did I say 325? 395. Y'all know what I do on my hundredth episode, right? Oh, you don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, I, for each hundredth episode, I've had my husband join me and I'm not resentful when people say that those are their favorite episodes ever. Cause I'm like, okay. Yeah. But I also don't tell him that people say that because he already, you know, he's always like, well, if you want, you know, a podcast to make more money, you need to just put me on there anyway, whatever. Uh, so he is lovely when he comes on he's hilarious and I will take questions from you. So if you want to ask a question of him I mean, I'll pick which ones we're actually going to ask, but send us an email at aslobcomesclean at gmail.com. Okay, here we go. Let's talk about some of these questions that were asked of just me, not me and him. All right. First question, and this is just a quick, quick little one. Can I buy your books direct from you? So if you're new here, I am an author. I have three traditionally published books out there. They are available wherever books are sold. The, the one that has sold the most and uh, seems to, you know, keep, keep on chugging, more than any of the others is decluttering at the speed of life. So, but the other ones are how to manage your home without losing your mind and organizing for the rest of us. So can you buy them directly from me at speaking events? Yes. Like online? No. And the reason is because I don't like going to the post office. Right. And also because they are traditionally published, that's just not, uh, it's, it's not beneficial for me to sell them myself. Right. Like I'd rather that it just go through all of the, the retailers the way that it's, you know, designed to for traditionally published books. So anyway, but just so you know, like they are literally available wherever books are sold. That doesn't necessarily mean they're always going to be in stock wherever books are sold, but because they are, you know, published by HarperCollins, your local bookstore can order them for you. Right. So. Sending them an email, that's a wonderful way to support your local bookstore. They're also available um like in the library too. You know, like I always I, I love that libraries carry my books. I would say most libraries do when I look it up, uh, either in physical copies or in ebook copies or in, you know, audiobook copies. So Yes, they are available there. I, I love that because that means that there is literally no reason for you to not be able to to read it if you need to. Uh, of course, I hope that you want to listen to it over and over, and so you just go ahead and buy it. But you know, but even if you just listen to it one time or, or read it one time, go to your local library, and if they don't have it, then ask them to order it, and a lot of times they'll let you be the first one. So anyway, the question was, can you buy them directly from me? And the answer is. No. Sometimes when I do a new book launch, I will, and I I think when I say sometimes, I think I did this once. I did do signed copies uh, through a local bookstore, but that's just not for, for me, but that's not a practical thing for me to do on an ongoing basis. So sorry about that. Okay. But also, I guess what I'm saying too, is it doesn't, like I know some t- t- sometimes people are like, well, I want to buy it directly from you because it'll be better for you. And I'm like, it's possible. I would make a another couple of dollars, but not enough to be worth me having to have the stress of going to the post office and remembering and doing all that physical mailing of things. Okay. All right. Uh, what do I do next question? What do I do about family shoes that are in daily use? We have school shoes, trainers, sliders, slippers, boots, soccer shoes, all lying in the narrow entrance hall where my kids remove them then we have special shoes in bedrooms too. We are overrun with shoes. Oh boy, do I get this? And it's one of those where I'm like, should I not answer this? Because sometimes we get overrun with shoes too. But anyway, here's the first thing that I do in these situations where I go, wow, we're overrun with shoes again. Declutter. Okay. Uh, Because I can personally get to this point where I think, oh my goodness, we have so many shoes and they're just the ones that we wear all the time. And in reality, there are mixed in with the shoes because, you know, messes grow, right? Like when there is a mess, it just becomes invisible that that mess is growing until all of a sudden I look and it's four times bigger than it used to be, right? Like it just piles other things get piled in and added and, and all that. So I would go and declutter because what will happen with us a lot of times is that I will have this moment where I think, why is it so hard? All these shoes are ones that we wear. Oh, actually there's the old pair of sneakers that when I replace them for the ones that I'm actually wearing, I, I didn't get rid of them. Or, oh, it's the middle of winter and there are six pairs of flip-flops here. So, and I know some of you are like, well, we have to wear flip-flops in the winter because of blah, 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 whatever. I'm just Mm -hmm. saying, take a moment to say, this problem is consistently frustrating to me. First thing I'm going to do is declutter. I'm going to get rid of you know, the ones that I can. So how does the decluttering process work with shoes? If you're looking at a pile of shoes and you're saying this is consistently getting out of control. And according to Dana on the internet, that means there is too much. Let me go through the process here. Okay. The first step in the process is trash. This is kind of like with decluttering clothing, right? It sometimes feels like, oh, I can't declutter clothing using this process. Y'all, I use this process with literally everything. So because it's the thing that helps me think it through and stay on track and stay focused. So what would trash look like with shoes? Well, first of all, there might actually be trash, right? Like there might be that. There might be a couple of shoe boxes in that same pile, right? So that is the obvious trash, right? But then when I stop and ask myself, is there trash here? That's when I generally identify, oh, there's a big hole in that pair of shoes or, oh, that pair of shoes, something disgusting dripped on it. And I've not wanted to touch it since then. And so it's been laying in this pile. I mean, all this is totally hypothetical that I feel like could happen in someone else's house. So that has also happened in my house, you know, but like, these are the kinds of things that I'm thinking about in these situations, right? Like, so I'm looking for trash and just looking for trash will often reveal to me. Oh, actually I was thinking these were all useful. And in reality, there are four pairs here that no one will ever wear because they are not wearable anymore. Okay. And that's trash. I'm just going to, I'm sure I've told this story because I feel like I've told all my stories, right? But I remember going to my sister-in-law's garage sale when they, for a little while, they lived uh, like 20 minutes from us and they were having a garage sale and I was like the queen of garage sales. This was before I was the queen of decluttering. (laughs) Being the queen of going to garage sales was the thing that made me need to be eventually the queen of decluttering, but whatever. So I had gone to help out at their garage sale. And so I brought a couple of my own things and she picked up this pair of shoes and she was like, Dana, why have you not thrown these away? These should not be in this sale. And I looked at her and I was just like, of course I was embarrassed, you know, but I was like, oh my word, she's right. Like they had legit holes in them. They were these, I don't know. I used to think, wow, this is the coolest shoe ever. And now they would be completely dated, but not yours. If you still wear them, you're fine. But they were kind of these, they looked like flats, but they were sketchers. And I know my kids, I don't know what the current statement is on sketchers, who knows, but I've always loved sketchers, right? So they, they looked like, like flats, but they were sketchers. So they felt like tennis shoes. And then they had kind of these straps over the top. And this one pair that I'd gotten kind of had this netting or whatever. And the netting had like three huge holes in it. And I had not even seen it. Like I had not seen those holes. I was just like, huh, I'll stick these in the garage sales because I'm not wearing in the garage sale because I'm not wearing these shoes anymore. I wouldn't wear them anymore because they were trash. Right. And so sometimes having that moment for me of saying, Dana, look for trash makes me realize, oh yeah, some of these are trash. Some of these need to be thrown away. Now, I know there are places that want your completely imperfect shoes. I totally get that, okay? But if you don't know that for sure and where you're donating is, you know, for people to actually wear, then there are technically, you know, some shoes that need to be trash instead, unless there are people who basically recycle shoes, right? And you never know that unless you call them. So call them if it if it's something that you want to do. But looking for trash. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp projects. So many projects. Taking care of all the things gets overwhelming. So when I get that feeling of overwhelm, I know I need to take steps to make my mental well-being a priority. Having someone to talk to, like a better help therapist, can really help. This time of year is always busy. But with my youngest child graduating from high school, we have lots of extra projects that need my attention. I know from experience that these are the times when it feels extra helpful and essential to talk through my emotions with my therapist. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with a licensed therapist. The online platform simplifies the process. It's accessible and affordable. After answering a short questionnaire, you can choose whether you prefer to meet via phone call, video, or live chat. And you can plan your sessions at your convenience to suit your schedule. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash clean. Getting the most out of your grocery dollar can be challenging these days, to say the least. Having a focused a slob comes clean for this amazing deal. Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. This is a no brainer. My new digital picture frame from Aura is honestly my new favorite thing. It is a beautiful frame that displays a new photo every 10 minutes. Y'all, I'm delighted every time I walk by my beautiful Aura frame. One frame, lots and lots of photos that I can enjoy. That is a great solution for what can be a clutter problem, right? So how does one frame show so many photos. Well, I preload photos onto the frame using a super simple app that Aura has. I have also shared the app with my kids so they can add photos to my frame anytime from wherever they are. Now that my kids are all traveling and moving to different cities, this is like a mama dream come true. So we are also loading up a frame with pictures for my mom for Mother's Day. It only took me two minutes to get started using my Aura app. You can upload an unlimited number of photos, invite others to share photos directly to your frame with no fees or memberships. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code CLEAN at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, next we look for easy stuff. This is the process. So I go and I ask myself, what in this pile has an established home somewhere else, but for whatever reason, it's not there right now. It's here. Okay. There might be actual stuff that's not shoes, but there also may be shoes that that you know. It. it you said we have special shoes in bedrooms too. Well, what happens a lot in our family that I realize when I have these moments of there being a big pile is I look at the pile. And I realized there are four pairs of special shoes here. Because my family, when we got home from that, you know, wedding, everybody kicked off their shoes in the same place that they always kick off their shoes. And now they just blended in because they're shoes, right? And so it's not until I take that moment of realizing, oh, these are special, wear them once a year, shoes that I'm going to go and take there. And you know, I know there are people who are like, you shouldn't have shoes that you only wear once a year, but I'm just going to tell y'all, I mean, especially kids these days, they don't dress up. And sometimes I can go through periods in my life where I realize, oh, I don't dress up either. Right. And so like, they need those shoes that they only wear once a year, because when you need them, I don't want to repay $40, $40, you know, for dress shoes for my, my boys that my boys, they're men, but you know what I mean? That only wear dress shoes every once in a while, right? Because they're in college and they're just, that's just not anyway. But like though, that easy stuff is just, it gives me a moment to register what it is that I'm looking at in this pile. Okay. Next is uh da donations. Okay. Taking a moment to say, wait, do any of these shoes just need to go? Are there any here that are super cute, but I'm never putting those things on again because they hurt. I, you know, I mean, like, is that a, a donate? Are there any here that oh, wait, three of these pairs are outgrown? You know, I like that, taking the moment to look at it and see it that way is helpful and will generally help me get rid of some things. Okay. So I'm going, remember that the first step to the answer to this question is declutter. So we're talking through what that looks like with shoes. All right. And then If I needed this pair of shoes, where would I look for it first? That can also help me identify, is this the place where I would look for these shoes or would I look for them somewhere else? The specialty shoes or whatever. Uh, And then just the reality of the container concept. What is my set spot for shoes? Is it a general hallway or is it a shelf? Okay. The shelf is a much more defined container. Uh, you know, we were in an Airbnb just recently where they had a kind of this, and maybe this is a Northern cause it was Northern where they have snow and things, but it was like a tray for shoes at the front door. So maybe it's something like that, that you, you know, create the actual container for the shoes. Okay. So let that be the thing, which then might have to make you, you know, have, have some hard conversations with yourself, right. Or some harder decisions with your family, but you're doing it according to, this is the space that we have for shoes that doesn't take up the room that we need to actually walk through this narrow entrance hall. And that means that the most important shoes to be in this spot need to go there first and anything else you know, needs to either go away or it needs to live somewhere else. Right. So we go through that process just to declutter this space, but a couple other things too, sliders and slippers. Okay. Is this where those need to go? It, maybe it is like, maybe if you take off the old shoes and you immediately immediately put on the slippers, great. But like soccer shoes, um, you know, trainers was one of the, the words used or whatever. Uh, a lot of times for me, what, well, not a lot of times, what for me is helpful and what is helpful a lot of times for other people as well is to establish, you know, like, instead of this is my activity backpack, I actually find it better to be like, this is my soccer backpack. This is my dance backpack. This is my, you know, like, boy, did we find ourselves searching, searching, searching for soccer stuff for many years until we just said, this is the soccer backpack. So that means that ideally the minute I'm done with soccer, the shin guards and the, you know, cleats and all those kind of things all go straight into this, this back. Right. And then I know that I can just grab it when it's time to go. But even if they don't in the midst of a five minute pickup, those shoes, you know, all the soccer things go into the soccer bag, right? Even if that maybe means walking all the way out to the car and, and either where it got left and putting them in the bag out there because somebody was supposed to have done that. And then they just wore their cleats inside, right? So establishing the actual best place for something to be, that then means that the container that is this space where, You know, we kick off our shoes. There are only certain shoes that can be kicked off and left there, right? But we do this after we have decluttered, after we have gotten rid of stuff, because it's really not helpful to try to figure it all out before you have gone through the decluttering process and you're only actually dealing with the things that need to stay in the house, right? Okay. So, Being overrun with shoes, I totally get it. Uh, But when you start to think of it this way, then you start to be like, okay, well, we can wear the same shoes for these two different categories. You know, we're always going to, you know, wear our slides when we go to our martial arts class or whatever, you know, like, and where can we combine that, you know, where can we eliminate because these shoes are similar enough that we don't actually need both of them or whatever. Okay. And then the five minute pickup is the key, right? So if they are consistently all over the entrance, you get that new, um, not new, but you know what I mean? You establish the confined, defined space, the container, either the shelving unit or the tray or whatever it is where they're going to be. And then the five minute pickup is when those things go back to that space if they weren't put there immediately. Right. And with a certain, you know, with kids in the house or whatever, it could be somebody's job for every five minute pickup. Like, okay, you're in charge of getting the shoes and then that that's solving that same problem every day, which is the same way that I established all my non-negotiables. I was like, I'm going to solve this problem today and I'm going to solve it again tomorrow. And then I'm going to solve it again the next day. And then over time, I'm going to figure out what the best way is that actually works, you know, for us in our family, in our unique home. Okay. I hope that's helpful. Let's see. All right. Next question. Please help me. What do I do when I find clutter that is a job? Like, art, mirrors, shelves that need to be hung. I know where I want it to go. And I definitely want it to go there. Do I hang it up now? I found a mirror while working in my clothes closet and I have three other pieces somewhere to hang by the stairs, but I need them all together. So I know what to hang where. Thank you. Okay. Basically you asked, do I hang it up now? And I'm going to say, yes. Remember that finishing a project counts as decluttering. When you run across the mirror in your clothes closet and you ask yourself, where would I look for it first? Well, I would look for it first hanging in this specific spot. Then the take it there now of that is to go hang it in that spot. It feels like you're getting off track, except that when you're going item by item, one thing at a time, completely all the way carried out, then you're not getting off track. You're finishing that one item so that whatever happens, that's done. It's not just set now outside of the closet. Oh yeah, I've got to do that later. Now, this person did say, I have three other pieces somewhere to hang by the stairs, but I need them all together so I know what to hang where. I'm just going to say, in my experience, I have run into this quite a bit when helping people in their homes and I'm not, you, you said, you know, where it needs to go. Okay. So I'm not saying this is you, but I have run into the experience where there's a lot of stuff to hang on the walls and there's a hesitation to hang it because they don't know exactly where it's supposed to go. And they don't want to put a hole in the wall. All right. Sometimes a hole in the wall is the least of your problems. A hole in the wall meaning a nail hole, I'm not talking about an actual like huge hole, a nail hole in the wall as best as you can figure it right now means that your house has moved forward and you have taken a step and done something that maybe you're not for sure it's going to be the exact perfect place for it to be, but that item is no longer clutter. Maybe you're going to adjust the exact place for it in the future, but also usually it's perfectly fine, right? Like do the best that you can according to what you know and put it up there. And if you have to change it, it's a little nail hole. And the people whose houses are nicely decorated and stand or control consistently, I'm just telling you, they're less worried about a, a nail hole that they end up you know, having without something in it than they are about, you know, the nail hole is fine to them. What they don't want is stuff just laying all over the floor and in the back of closets. Okay. So it's one of those lesser of two evil kind of things. Which way's worse, right? Is it for my house to stay cluttered because I'm stuck because I don't want to accidentally hang something in not the absolute perfect spot. And then eventually I move it and there's a little nail hole. Or do I want my house to not have piled up things all over the place? Okay, like uh, so choose the nail hole. Choose the nail hole because usually, if you've done your best, it's gonna be pretty close. And maybe that nail ho- hole's not, it's really hard to say nail hole a thousand times, but maybe that nail hole is not gonna be even seen behind, you know, when it gets moved two, two inches over still going to be basically covered by this thing. Right. But even if you have nail holes, that is better because in my mind, what I, what I see in somebody's brain when they're resisting going ahead and hanging something up, because what if it's not the perfect place and I eventually have a nail hole that I don't, I don't need. What I'm seeing is that they're wanting to keep their house perfect. But then I'm looking around at the amount of stuff piled everywhere. And I'm like, By wanting to keep your house perfect, your house is staying a total disaster as opposed to it's going to move out of being a disaster if we go ahead and hang this thing on the wall. See? Uh, But also just remember too, it counts. Like I, I think that's another big, huge thing for a lot of us is like, oh, but that sounds fun to go decorate. And I shouldn't do anything fun right now. I'm decluttering and decluttering is not fun. Well, it's part of it. Like decorating is decluttering all the things that you had sitting around waiting to turn into decorations, okay? As long as they're sitting around waiting, they're clutter. But once they are put out as decorations, they're not clutter anymore because they have an actual home and an actual purpose, right? And so that is a valuable way to rethink it. Is is to realize, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and do this thing. And I am decluttering by finishing this project, by doing the thing I've been meaning to do with these, this stuff that's just been laying there, I am decluttering. Okay. Getting the most out of your grocery dollar can be challenging these days, to say the least. Having a focused, Again, that's prepdish.com slash clean for your first two weeks free. This is a no-brainer. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made ByHeart a better formula for formula. Learn more at ByHeart.com. All right. Um, and then we have a tough one. This one deals with hoarding, which, you know, there's a lot to that that I am not qualified to address because I am not a mental health professional. Uh and so I don't want to pretend that I am, and so we all know that clarification, right? But I also do know that I have heard from a lot of people who have been diagnosed with hoarding disorder and they are able to benefit from these strategies. Okay. So but this is specifically talking about someone who wants to help a family member who according to, you know, what they've written here is, you know, suffering from hoarding disorder. So, okay. So here's all, all that clarified. Are we good to talk about it now? Okay. I just know sometimes people get really worked up, but I also want to say, you know, there are ways to help. Okay. And that's what we're gonna talk about. Help. How do you help a family member who has been hoarding for decades and it's now causing a mold issue in their home, but they do not want help. They don't wish to discuss it. They continue to add more into their very small home that could very likely be condemned. I've mentioned how much your techniques have helped to simplify and de-stress our home and even shared, tried to share video links, but to no avail. It's a health and safety issue now. Thank you for any guidance you can give us. Okay. So, you know, I had two podcasts probably a year and a half ago, like in May of 22, I think it was. Uh, One of them, I was speaking with uh, a man who uses my strategies in his uh, business where he specifically helps clean out, you know, hoarding situation homes. And then also with a woman who herself is a psychotherapist, but she also, you know, suffers from hoarding disorder and she had experienced success using the strategies in decluttering at the speed of life. So I would first recommend that you go listen to those 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 podcasts. But also, I just want to say what it was that he said that everybody needs help with what is the best way for a family member to help. And that is do the dishes. Because again, kind of like we talked about with the not wanting to put holes in the wall, oh, but there's so much I can't, I can't do this thing that doesn't feel like it's actually decluttering, because I should really be Focusing on decluttering. Well, that's procrastinate clutter, right? Because things are staying there, but dishes need to be done and offering to help with the things that aren't clutter, right? Like, cause I know the desire is to want to get in there and be like, help them get stuff out of the house. Cause we got to do this, but you know, the, they don't wish to discuss it. I'm just going to say most people in these situations are not unaware that there's an issue. Okay. And I know that some people like, Oh, no, I'm pretty sure so and so doesn't know there's an issue. Okay, okay, whatever. I'm sure your situation could be different. But I'm going to say most people in a clutter situation know there's an issue. The not wanting to discuss it often comes out of self judgment that they have, you know, they assume they're going to experience shame and judgment if they have this discussion with anyone else. Right? Like no one's going to understand, it's not going to be possible. So I, you know, I I just I don't want your help. I don't want to talk about it. I'm I'm shutting down. Right? I get this because I shut down myself when I'm overwhelmed with my own stuff, all right? But what is something you can help with? Well, dishes need to be done. And, I, and I'm not saying that they're not going to say no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. I'll get to it. But if if you and depending on your relationship, depending on, you know, what the situation is, you know, what what your um, role is, you know, in their life, and whether or not you can insert yourself at all, or if this is a situation where you just literally can't, and you know, you may have to, ask for help some other way. You know, I I don't know. I don't know. That's one of those things where I don't feel qualified to talk about it, you know, like who to go to, to, to help with this. But I would say if it is a situation where you are able to go into the home and insert yourself in someone, I would say, do the dishes. I would say do laundry, even if it's, you know, oh, okay. I see some laundry here. I'm going to take it and uh, run this for you and bring it back clean. And, you know, starting with just that stuff, because that's that's what you start with, right? When you're trying to get a house that is completely out of control done, the best thing to do is do the dishes or taking out the trash. A lot of times the best thing to do is say, okay, what is it that you want done? Because it, you can see that they're overwhelmed, but is there anything that I can help you with that is just like obvious? You know, maybe they have Gathered trash and just never actually threw it away, may you know, or or doing the dishes. I'm just going to say, doing the dishes. That's what he said. Dishes and laundry, those are the things that are backed up. You really can't argue that those things need to be done. Not that you're not going to say, not that they're not going to say, oh, no, 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 I don't want you doing that. But you know, those are the things are, to really focus on. And as you do that with zero judgment, hopefully it will open up some kind of ability to help them in other ways in the future, you know, with with more clutter, but go go ahead and work on those unarguable things that have to be have to be done. Okay. Um and then this question. I love this question because it's a question most of us have when we struggle with clutter, right? And that is, how many towels and sheets should you own? I am against doing math with decluttering. Okay? I can think of all the reasons. If I start letting myself do math in, okay, so how many ta- we have this many people in our family and this, okay. And then how many showers, you know, do people take in? Okay. And then how many times should you reuse your towels? And, uh, okay. And then I'm going to, I'm going to Google that real quick. Oh, there's a lot of different advice on that. And there's a lot of different thoughts on that. Oh, okay. Okay. And how, okay. But if we have, if we have guests, well, how many guests, do, well, there are those times where, there was that one time we had 19 people sleep over at one time because of that thing that happened. And okay. You know, like that kind of math makes my brain spin out. So I say, I take that out. I just don't do it. I'm not going to do it. Instead, what I'm going to say is what is the space that I have in my home to devote to towels? Towels are needed, right? What is the space that I have in my home? Do I have a linen closet? Great. Which shelf is devoted to towels? The number of towels that I should have in my home are the number of towels that fit on that shelf. That's it. But what if, because I know, I guarantee I know it. I heard y'all. There are some of y'all right now going, I don't have a linen closet. See, this can't apply to me. It still applies. What space in your home do you have to devote to towels? Is it only a over the door hook? That's it that's all the space that you have is one of those over the door, you know, hook racks, or you know what, I've only got one hook and that's it. Then that determines how many towels you can have. Like it is according to the space that you have. This is the container concept. The space that we have is the space that we have. And if we try to keep more than we'll fit in that space, then there is no hope of the house being ever under control. So if you have a teeny tiny space and literally the only place that you have is the hooks there. Well, then you don't have any room for extra towel storage. And that needs to be the reality. This is where my towels can go or my towel can go and I need to wash it and reuse it again that night. Right? Like, so it's, it all works together. It's according to the space that you have for towels. Now, If you have, if you live alone in a seven bedroom house and each bedroom has its own linen closet, well, then we're going to go with your clutter threshold, right? So technically you could have 70 towels in that house, but you don't need 70 towels. If your clutter threshold is one where like me, you're like, oh, okay, well, I'm just going to run real fast past, you know, make sure the windows blinds are closed. I'm going to run real fast to that other linen closet and grab that because my personality is like, well, I'd rather do that than wash the towels. Right? So in that case, I may need to declutter down and say, no, even though I have, I could keep 70 towels, I am going to stick to one or three because that's what my clutter, you know, I need to be in a situation where I am forced to wash my towels more often then I would be because my my issue is I would use all the towels from all the different linen closets, and then by the time I ran out, I would need to do you know six loads of towels to be able to catch up on my towels. So so it all goes together. But the first thing to do, the, we always start with the container concept before we worry about our clutter threshold, right? And we say because most of us don't have seven linen closets, right? But we say what is the space that I have to devote to towels, and I'm going to let that space determine how many towels I can have. And generally you're going to be just fine with whatever that is. Even if whatever that is, is a hook. It's like, well, this is my reality. I have a very small space. And so I need to just do the the towels one time. I, I mean, I, I need to only have one towel per person because that's the space that we have. I wish we had more, but we don't. So this is our reality, okay, in order for us to be able to keep our space under control. And second part of this question, which isn't really related, but it's uh, how do you fit decluttering into a cleaning routine? Uh, I am a big fan of, you know, my no mess decluttering method, which is all over the place, right? I have it in, it's here in podcasts, it's all over the place. But my no mess decluttering method means that I can fit decluttering into any amount of time. And so when you say, how do you fit decluttering into a cleaning routine? I don't really say I'm going to declutter 30 minutes a week. Instead, I say, oh, I've got 30 minutes, I'm going to declutter something. Oh, I've got 15 minutes. I'm going to declutter something because I can, because I'm never going to pull everything out of a space and have to stick with it for five hours, right? Instead, I am using the no mess method, which means I go one item at a time, making final decision and acting on that final decision about each item as I go. And when I do that, then I put myself in a situation where I am only making progress and I remember that every time I declutter something, it is something I never have to clean again, right? It is something that will never get in the way of cleaning again. It, it is something that will never get out of control and have to be picked up in order for me able to be able to clean the surface around it and under it again. And so it's always worth my time to declutter because it's only going to make my cleaning routine that much easier in the future. Okay. I hope that was helpful. I am really tired. This has been a crazy couple of weeks, actually three weeks for me. So I needed to be able to do a podcast where I was answering your questions because then I don't have to think of something to talk about, right? Okay. I will talk to y'all next week. And remember, email me with questions for uh, the podcast with my husband. All right. Talk to y'all later.